0: The scripture lesson for tonight is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. Here we have the song of Mary called the Magnificat. Uh, this reading will be the basis of the message tonight. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as He promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. The Word of the Lord. Be to God. We continue with him: 328: the Angel Gabriel. Grace be unto you and peace, peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. In planning for these midweek Advent services, your pastors chose to preach a sermon series on some of the great hymns in the Bible. On the first Wednesday, we heard about the song of Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. It's called the Benedictus. Last week, we heard another hymn sung by an aged servant of the Lord called Simeon, the Nunc Dimittis, which means now dismiss your servant. Tonight we give consideration to another great hymn, the Magnificat, sung by Mary, the mother of our Lord. Now it's hopefully obvious to you why we chose these hymns. Because first of all, they're hymns that were sung about the time when Jesus was born. And it's fitting for us to sing those very hymns today But we also thought that since we are now singing hymns from a new hymn book, those two thoughts should come together. Well, tonight we consider the song of Mary the Magnificat. It's called that because the Latin word, magnificat, is really part of the first line of of Mary's song. I will magnify the Lord. I will glorify the Lord. Why would Mary sing a song of praise to God? You know the answer. It's the same reason why we praise our God. It's because of the miracle of the Son of God being born of a virgin and taking on our human flesh to be our Savior. Let's let's take a look at the background that led up to Mary singing this song of praise. God sent the angel Gabriel to Mary to announce to her that she was going to be the mother of the Savior. And when she questioned, how could this possibly be because I'm still a virgin, the angel told her it was going to happen because it would be a miracle of God's mighty power. The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. And without questioning or challenging or doubting, Mary, by the grace of God, responded, May it it be to me as the Lord had said. After hearing the news of the angel, Mary then went and visited her relative Elizabeth, who was six months pregnant with John the Baptist. And we are told that when Mary greeted Elizabeth, John the Baptist who was still in in Elizabeth's stomach leaped for joy and then moved by the Holy Spirit Elizabeth repeated in a sense what the angel had told Mary blessed are you Mary and blessed is the child that you shall bear and then it was after that that Mary sang her song I'd like to just repeat part of that for you again. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble estate of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Now, even though there have been many and will continue to be many who question the possibility of a virgin having a baby, the angel Gabriel said, Nothing is impossible for God, and our God does not lie. God was going to do a magnificent thing, He was going to take a lowly maiden, a fellow sinner, and he was going to allow her to become pregnant and to give birth to the Son of God. Is it any wonder why Mary would then break out with a song of praise, praising God for what he was going to do for her and through her? And what God promised did happen. Mary, a virgin gave birth to a baby boy. God kept his word. God did an amazing thing. And did you notice? Mary's words came true too. She said, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. And aren't we doing that tonight? acknowledging the blessings that God gave to us through Mary and the blessings that he gave to her. Now, now, even though this was a blessing for Mary, it does not necessarily mean that it was all going to be easy. It doesn't mean that, that there would be no tears. In fact, we know that this child was going to bring to her not only the joy of salvation but also pain and sorrow now now, now don't misunderstand you see unlike every other child born in this world including you and me Jesus was the perfect child Jesus was the one who obeyed God's law perfectly And I'm sure that that brought great joy to Mary's heart. Who of us wouldn't want to have the perfect child? Who of us would dare to admit to being the perfect child? Well, Jesus was. But think of what difficulties and challenges and sorrows That Mary must have experienced and did experience. Is it beyond the realm of possibility that even though Mary rejoiced at this news of giving birth to a child, even though she wasn't married, that there would be others whispering about her, an unwed mother who is now pregnant? Is it beyond the realm of possibility to think that rather than calling her blessed, that there would be those who would sinfully call her other names? And then also think of the things that, that in a sense she sacrificed by the grace of God. Yes, she, she got married to Joseph, but can you imagine how difficult that was for him? If it weren't for the Lord intervening, Joseph would have never married Mary. But she and Joseph were willing to delay the raising of their own family so that Mary could give birth to this child. And And then there were other sacrifices. How late at night she and her husband and the baby Jesus had to escape for their life running to a foreign land and living there for years because King Herod wanted to kill that little baby boy. And and there were other things. Even though there were many people who saw Jesus and heard him preach and witnessed his miracles and they loved him and they worshipped him and they believed in him, Mary must have seen the crowds though Who hated him and rejected him in unbelief? That that was her son. And I'm sure that, that Mary must have witnessed also the many miracles Jesus performed compassion and mercy, healing the sick and the dying. And yet there were many who wanted to harm him. In fact, Some of his immediate families wanted to kind of place him someplace because they thought he was insane for the things that he was claiming to be. And then we remember that Mary herself stood at the foot of the cross and watched her son, her firstborn, being brutally crucified for the sins of the world. And the words came true that were spoken to her by Simeon, a sword is also going to pierce your soul. And yet, even though Mary experienced those difficulties, yet she rejoiced in the fact that she was privileged to bear the Son of God. And the great joy was this also, that the child she bore was the one who was going to bear her sins and the sins of the world. Did you hear Mary confess that in her song? She said, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And and then, when you read the rest of her song, did did you recognize any of those words? They almost almost echoed some of of the truths that we hear in other parts of Scripture. I couldn't help but think of, of the Beatitudes in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. He said he was going to raise the humble. The humble are those who recognized that before God they stand condemned and are humble to plead for his mercy. But those who are proud and are filled with their own self-righteousness, they were the ones who are going to be brought low. And then he talked about, uh, Mary talked about the righteousness, the righteousness that sinners need for heaven, a righteousness they cannot earn by their own good works, but a righteousness that our Savior God would provide in the righteousness of the Son that Mary bore. Mary's song is truly a confession of this truth that she was not saved because she was without sin. It's a confession of faith, the same as ours, that she was saved by God's mercy. The same way we are, through the son to which she gave birth. Now you know that there are those who think and say that we do not give enough honor to Mary. To be sure, we do not give honor to Mary because she was born without sin. To be sure, we do not give honor to Mary because she shared in the work of redeeming us with her son, Jesus. And and, and surely we don't give honor to Mary because she's one to whom we can pray. And in fact, we're better off praying to her than to Jesus because as a woman, she would be more compassionate. And surely we don't bow down and worship at at statues of Mary or take long, holy journeys to places where she supposedly appeared or supposedly performed some miracle. None of those things has any basis in Scripture. And by the way, we worship and serve only the true and living God who redeemed us, who answers all of our prayers, and who deserves us to bow on her knees to worship him. But, but we do honor Mary. We're, we're doing it tonight. Because Mary said that, that from now on, after she was chosen to be the mother of the Savior, all generations were going to call her blessed. And we have called her blessed tonight. What a privilege. An honor that she nor any one of us would ever deserve We honor her for that. And and, and did you notice that every time we gather for worship and we use the Apostles' Creed and Nicene Creed and Athanasian Creed, we either name the mother of Jesus by name, born of the Virgin Mary, or we make reference to her in the Athanasian Creed by calling her the Virgin. And that way we we continue to honor her memory. But we also honor her by giving thanks to God that like other heroes of faith from the past, by God's grace through faith, she humbly accepted this labor of love being God's instrument to help carry forward his promise to send the Savior that she needed and that we needed too. In a way, you could say, tonight as we sing the Magnificat, the Song of Mary, we are praising God for what he did through her. Through her, he brought our Savior into the world. Through her, Jesus, the Son of God, Became the Son of Man by becoming Mary's Son. All praise and glory and honor to God. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please stay standing as we continue with the Magnificat, the Song of Mary on pages 89 in your